Good morning, and welcome back to my podcast. Um, Well, I'm saying welcome back. I haven't actually used the podcast since last semester, but since this is still the same app that I'm using, welcome back, you know. (laughs) Um, But instead of talking about dominant voices, I'm actually going to be talking about my senior thesis that I actually just finished writing. Um, So um, to start off, I just want to mention that... uh, 2019 is actually a really significant year for the African-American communities, as it does signify that there it's been 400 years since the first African slaves actually landed in Jamestown, Virginia. And while that's significant for um, everybody who is black, I in particular took a lot of, um, uh, what's the word? I really identified with them because my mother's family is from Virginia, and they're actually, most of my mother's family actually lives just 50 miles from where the actual slaves landed. And so to me, I just think that's interesting that over the course of 400 years that my family has not been able to venture out past 50 miles. So um, that's something that kind of just stuck with me. And I wanted to pay homage to those 20 or so uh, slaves that were brought into this country in 1619. So I decided to write my senior thesis as a 400-year reflection of the social status of African Americans. And I wanted to bring in a lot of different aspects, such as, like, you know, education, um, the sociological factors that come with, like, the lack of education. And then I also, since I am a comm major, I wanted to see, like, how is all of this translated throughout music, film, and television? Um... And so that's what I kind of set out to do in my senior thesis. Um, So originally, uh, you know, when you first sit down to write a a 20-page paper, you know, I was off to a good start. But then as I got into my research, kind of hit a wall because, you know, you just learn all these new things that you never learned, Um, especially the one thing that kind of really tripped me up was the Dred the Dred Scott case um, in the Supreme Court, where the, the Chief Justice Roger B. Taney ruled that black people were not intended to be included in the political and social structure of the United States, and that they believed that black Africans and their descendants had no place in the United States, um, and that really hit home for me, obviously, because one, I am black, and it's like if in in the 1800s, this is what they were saying. How can we make a way or more make a space for ourselves in a country where we're not, you know, we what we were never originally thought of? And once I was getting into that section of my research, it kind of like hit me psychologically that this is a fight and this is an ongoing fight for equality it has never stopped, um, you know. We we had improvements throughout the civil rights movement, but, like, nothing catastrophic or groundbreaking that has really changed the structure of the United States. The Constitution is written the same way. And applying the, the Dred Scott ruling to the Constitution, nothing has changed. When that Constitution was written, African Americans was not included in that. So um, that part really affected me psychologically, and it kind of did stall my research because I had to, you know, sift through myself of like, well, what does this mean for me, and what does this mean for 
my peers, uh, who I look around in my classrooms and I see a lot of black children, that we are all here striving and fighting for equality. But it's like, you, I had to think to myself a couple times, um, does this really mean anything? Like, you know, I'm doing all of this research and going to college to, you know, create a better life for myself. But in reality, <laughs> am I actually improving my the, the situation or the advancement of my community or just me? Or even if I am improving just me, am I actually improving it? Or is this piece of paper that I'm chasing that says I'm... have a degree does that actually mean anything so you know that kind of like stalled me up a lot in my research and it kind of made it really difficult to go ahead and move forward but you know moving on um I think that one of the well not one of but the, the most important section of my paper is when I go into um into depth about the uh status of my or yeah the status of minority education and how bad it actually is. You know, someone who's actually attended a 97% all Af- uh, 97% African American high school that is economically disadvantaged. I've seen the effects of what minority education is. And I was even saying it back in high school that if you weren't in an honors class, there was a clear discrepancy in the quality of your education. And that's something that I seen as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old child. And now being 21, almost 22, researching these topics, I'm seeing it even more that it's not just my high school that's being affected, but this is nationally that minority students are not receiving a quality education. Now, granted, I know in my high school, if you were in the honors or AP class, you did receive a good education. But I have no idea what went on in those college prep classes or the the basic classes. When those are the students that actually need the real help, I have no idea if they were able to receive that help. And that's something that also kind of um, affected me while doing my research, knowing that while I'm researching minority education, there are millions and millions of black and brown students sitting in classrooms today not receiving a quality education and I'm researching how the education improves their social status, not just now, but 10 years from now and makes the difference. So that kind of it stuck with me and it affected me in such a way that it actually inspired me to go on and pursue my master's degree in education. I've always had a passion for education. You know, I come from a family full of educators. I've worked at a daycare my entire four years throughout college. And, you know, I love that personal interaction with a child and just seeing that you were able to show them cool or something new or something different or something that just sticks with them that they're going to go home and tell their parents, like, hey, this was something that Miss Jeanette did today that was really cool. And... While I'm researching education and I'm identifying the need that these students have, I'm sitting here in my mind saying, well, who is going to be, be that, that difference maker in these, child's, in these children's lives? Or is there a difference maker in these children's lives? And sometimes when you identify the problem, you are the solution. And that's what I kind of, um, I kind of got from all of this is that I can be the solution to this problem. I may not be able to fix the millions and millions of children that have been failed by the education system, but 
to those of whose lives I do get to affect, I think that's going to be worth it. And something like my mom always said, she said, even if she's made a difference in one child's life, that was the difference that she made in this world. And now that I'm older, I'm beginning to identify with that a lot more. So it's like, if I can help one child make the difference in my eventual career in education, I will be making a difference in this community. You know, so tackling the project or the overall project of my senior thesis was quite overwhelming. But sitting back now a month after I've turned it in, as it is May 1st, I'm very proud of what I was able to do. Because not only was I able to, you know, research something that is near and dear to my heart, but it's actually been able to affect and inspire me to move on into the future and continue to make a difference in people's lives and highlighting the the um the discrepancies of minority education and being able to prevent it in certain ways or just educating people on how we can begin to prevent crime or 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 drug use um so yeah I'm very fortunate that I've been able to have this experience in my senior sem class um and as a lot of the research was by myself you know I had so much that I wanted to include in my thesis that I couldn't, and all of that is sticking with me, um, and it is inspiring me, and I just think it's funny that a paper that I was writing to, you know, write my ticket to be done with college actually wrote my ticket to sign me back up for more college, Um, so you never know what you're going to get throughout college or school and life, Um, but always you know like Rosemont says we are a community of lifelong learners and that's something that I've learned through this paper well that is all the time that I have today thank you for listening